we've got here is a failure to communicate. Welcome back to another episode of Epsilon Reporting on air. So, today I'm joined here with a guy. Heyo. And another guy. I'm another guy. Yeah, we're talking about education and uh, kind of an alternate way that it could be conducted, uh, and education ranging from college to also just grades 1 through 12. Previously on Epsilon Reporting on Air. Now, basically, we just talked about uh, college, and now we're going to start talking about, uh, well, we're going to try to stay focused and talk about, uh, what is it, primary school? Mm -hmm. What do you, that's 1 through 12? This is uh, this is gonna be the people talking to you about <laughs> school right now. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Things that you want, and it's not for everyone. That's the thing that we have to remember: is higher education, going to college, even getting a degree is not for everybody. It's not something that we ha- we should be pushing on every student that's in high school yeah. or every student that we're giving a public education. We need to be giving them more options to be able to do jobs that are required, and. You know, we could be giving them skills for these jobs way quicker. And I guess that leads to uh, another part, if you guys are game for talking about uh, the primary education or initial education, grades 1 through 12. Yeah. So um, this I've devoted less thought to, other than some of the things that I've heard like echoing and repeated uh, a lot of times, which is that... it. So, one, I wouldn't have grades 1 through 12. Instead, it would work almost kind of like a college, where you have these, basically, instead of, like, high school, middle school, and grade school, it would be schools that offer classes that are worth, like, one credit, or classes that are up to worth, like, eight credits or ten credits. So, like, the very hefty thing. So, through this, there would also be no age gating, and there would be, like, a natural stratification of, like, skill set. But also, in theory, there would be less, like, taboo or shame if there's, like, older kids that are held back or have to repeat a class because failing one or two classes, you fail, like, you don't get those credits. It's not like all your other classes that you took that year are null and void. And I was also thinking that kind of the way it would work is, what, so what purpose does preliminary school cover? And uh, if I'll let you guys answer it, and then I'll get more into my thing. Well, I think it covers multiple purposes at once, and I feel like that's kind of the biggest obstacle facing, you know, primary education today is that it's supposed to do two things simultaneously. One, it's supposed to take every, literally every child citizen in America and have a place for them to be during the day while their parents are at work. Mm. And, like, people don't want to admit that that's the primary purpose of it, but really that's been a stated kind of goal for it is, like... Yeah, it's like a socialized child care system. It absolutely is socialized child care. And if you, you know, if you're cool with that, cool. If you're against that, you know, I understand. I don't have kids, you know, but at the same time... You know, think of what the alternative would look like of um, there is no truancy court anymore. There's no requirements for children to do anything at all. I mean... Exactly. So I I think that I've talked to a lot of people that are like, no, I, I don't think that 
schooling is even needed. Like people can just learn online. And I, for me, the main problem that the uh, initial grades one through 12 solve is kind of like a forced culture. Uh, like it's uh, an immense amount of exposure uh-huh. because like if you're uh, 100, 200 years ago, you're the son of a farmer, you're pretty likely to become a farmer Start because farm yeah, everything you do, almost like the apprenticeship to the max, um, is relative to that farmer life. Right. And so you might even be good at it and everything you do is in like a weird way linked to that education or rather in a direct way linked to education, but it doesn't give the same like overarching encompassing exposure to multiple different subjects to possibly light any kind of other passion that the kids may have. Right. You kind of you, you get people off of that track that they necessarily would have been on and give them an opportunity to kind of choose their path. Yeah, and kids, I mean like young kids if they could most kids if they could choose to like eat sugar all the time, they would. And so because of that, kind of the way these courses would work is the lower courses, when you're younger, the only kind of like not age natural stratification, like forced age stratification, is that depending on what age you are, more classes are forced. So there's like, you have to take these classes. And then as you get older, more spots are freed up where you have to take classes, but what those classes are in are up to you. And then also the way the classes are organized would be changed instead of just like blah, 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 standardized test, blah, 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 standardized test, blah, 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 standardized test, and then a really freaking big standardized test at the end. Instead of that, it would be like a brief introduction to whatever you're going to be learning for that year and then something that you have to solve, like take apart and put back together an engine or do whatever, like a massive undertaking, build a website. And it's like, build a website. There you go. Figure it out. Let's. And then kind of what you were touching on earlier in regards to college, these younger, uh, like the teachers for the younger students would act predominantly as a tutor. Like, yes, what can I teach you? How can I help you get to this goal? Because like uh, lecturing, lecturing, uh, lecturing is like a huge waste of time to me because there's always going to be someone that's either bored because they're way ahead or at, someone that's at, lost as we lecture to you listeners yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I, well that's also the good thing about uh like that's why there's youtubers with really niche audiences and right. because like people can at that point opt in or opt out so yeah and that's i think important to remember is we have that access and what it comes down to is we don't have the ability to just opt in or opt out when it comes to, oh, I just want to show up to this place and maybe learn something and then leave. You know, it really would cost a university nothing for you to just go in and walk in and sit down in the classroom and hear the lecture. Oh, you can definitely do that. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, college just yeah. Uh, walk-ins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that experience, the, is that going to be drastically different? You know, is that... Well, once again, the name of the game is that accreditation. Like, how does anyone else know that you have it? And, like, I know you referenced standardized tests earlier. I don't know if that's, like... I mean, I get the appeal, uh, but I don't think that's the best In terms of data tracking, it's... 
Okay, so, like, the reason why it matters and the reason why IEPs and all of that shit fucking matters anyway is all because of data tracking. It has absolutely nothing to do with individualized plans, but rather large-scale government planning kind of shit. So, of like, okay, how are we going to spend this billions of dollars or whatever, and where should we focus and all that stuff? The problem, however, comes down to you're creating a blanket solution for problems that are slipping through the fibers of that blanket Mm -hmm. so it's instead of focusing on you know what's going to be this one solution that can apply to everybody we need to be able to open up access and create a million solutions for people to kind of take their own path towards whatever they're going to become well in the mainstream there's a lot of like telltale signs and even the terminology so with like mainstream success you're gonna need some sort of like mainstream identifier of like that that progress and so there's no way that you can achieve any form of absolute so it i understand that some of the stuff i was bringing up is a like a cover all like one size fits all approach but through trying to achieve a one-size-fits-all approach, you get a, an immense amount, like a, a large portion. Uh, it, and yeah, with there uh, being a free market, because the, my idea in, would, in theory, work in a free market, there would be secondary schooling to pick up people that want to get a lot of courses on the like lore of Warhammer 40k something like that well okay whenever people bring up free market arguments i i i would i would put it this way is if the market was truly free we wouldn't have the level of gatekeeping on higher education and the cost would have to be lower the problem is is that we don't exist in that world we exist in a rule we exist in a rule-based law-based kind of world still where it's not just like laissez-faire that you know, if there's a specific law or rule preventing something from happening, you have to legislate it one way or another, and you have to do it in a democratic way, or else it just doesn't work. Mm. So I think, you know, people need to do the fucking hard legwork and advocate for the things that they want and the things that they don't want, and go to bat for those things and take it to a vote and bring it to the people. You know, like, these kinds of things Mm. take a long time. But if you don't get started, you know, it's things don't fundamentally change. I I agree. And I also want to have a podcast just with you where we talk about, like, the broken state of the system and, like, a lot of the hypocrisy. Something I kind of want to throw out there uh, is the American Mountain Guide Association, which is, a, uh, is more or less what it sounds like. It's this association of... Uh, instructing and accrediting people to become rock, rock climbing, ice climbing, mountain guides, just all of that. Um, they're generally the most recognized organization as far as uh, mountain guide certification goes in the United States. Uh, that doesn't mean that if you don't have uh, an AMGA, like single pitch instructor certification, that doesn't mean you can't guide. You can't be a rock climbing guide. It's just... It's just a uh, extra accreditation, and I think that's kind of what I would like to see in schooling more often, and I think it's definitely headed in this direction, and it's not so much that I'd like to see it as that I expect to see it, that the degree is really just going to become another certification that you can get. You could also work for a business 
that will write you a letter of recommendation that says, you know, this is what you, you have achieved, this level of expertise on this skill, or uh, private businesses that will teach you these things and have this list. And all of their curriculum, open and free to the public, so if everything's, like, on the table, there's no, like, I don't know, I think that would just not only be a more efficient uh, system, but it also decrease things like nepotism mm. in the, this education system. I think that would be the easiest solution to achieve partially because or rather mostly because it's probably the closest to getting there in on so many different applications i see like for your degree or equivalent experience i believe it's worded yeah and uh yeah i i love that and i wish that was a thing for almost everything except probably where it gets dicey is kind of what i believe you referenced earlier was the the doctor thing mm-hmm. i i think when you like the the whole healthcare thing is really tricky because it's like there's so many liabilities where you could so easily get sued if you're like a web programmer or a plumber or something like that. I guess as a plumber you could get sued. You could get sued for anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you would need the accreditations. Yeah, I think I think that's in the past that's generally been kind of my hesitation towards like just getting rid of like college in general. Is that like. Yeah, when it comes down to it, like, you do kind of want a high government governing body uh, that's kind of, like, dictating these things. And if anything, I would say um, STEM degrees, they do actually have, they have this very, they have a very high value. Mm. Like, STEM college degrees, very high value, obviously very high cost, especially if you have to go to graduate school. But other than that, um, there's no real uh, economic incentive to go to college. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that kind of reminds me of this thing, just briefly touching on the, the whole healthcare thing again. There was this story I heard about a Chinese enclave in Hong Kong, and it was called, like, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but basically the story is that this one city uh, belonged to China, even though uh, when England took over Hong Kong, and then... The, uh, the Chinese government built a wall around it to, like, protect them from, like, changing culture or just uh, isolate them, like, build an enclave. And during World War II, the, the wall was demolished. Uh, the, it was used as a fort for a bit, all kinds of different things. And then after World War II, um, it became essentially lawless because it was so far away or so hard to get to from, like, mainland China that they didn't send any cops there. And then since it wasn't England's, England didn't give a shit. So this weird conglomeration of essentially no building codes started to like, these buildings started to get erected. And it it reminds me so, like pictures of it remind me of like dystopian future scenes of like overpopulated areas and just so many like outlaws, everyone fled to this city. And it's a really cool like real life case study of what happens when there is no law or regulations. And because there was very little, like, foresight, uh, the lower levels were only illuminated via electric light. And they had to, like, uh, work on different kind of, like, water mitigation, all kind of stuff. And, like, kids would play freely on the roofs and, like, jump in between buildings. So, like, everyone was super close to death. And um, there were, there were obviously, like, no building codes, anything like that. There were, like, gang rule, which actually added some kind of stability to it. But uh, a cool thing was that there were doctors and dentists and people from Hong Kong would go there for really cheap, like, dental surgery or uh, any kind of 
uh, like actual surgery even. Wow. And uh, I, I think in the future, it that's going to be more available because of... Sorry, that'll stop. Oh. Um, the rice is done. Is that a rice cooker? It is a rice cooker. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, there'll be more of a reality because of how our rating system can be passed around so easily on an online basis. But in the past, it was like, if you had the instruments, you could just perform and people like, obviously word of mouth, uh, contributed to reputation. But other than that, it was like, I hope this is a good dentist. Yeah. Knock it out. How much is it? Uh, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, yeah, you want to do 30? He's like, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, just to finish off that uh, the story of the city, because I know all of you are on the edges of your seat, uh, the Chinese government and the British government both agreed that it was like just a huge eyesore, so they like bulldozed it, and what? now there's a big monument, or uh, there's a park. Yeah. What? They just bulldozed it? Yeah. A quick interjection, the town that I was referencing in Hong Kong is called Kowloon. Definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, it was kind of an engineering, I wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but uh, it's fascinating. I mean, there is, um, I don't know much about it, but there is that, like, anarchist, like, section of, I want to say Copenhagen. Hmm. You hear about that? It's oh. like, yeah, yeah, so it's like this, like, I want to say, like, a mile-ish, like, about the size of like the Vatican block of like Copenhagen, just like in the city that is not managed by the government of hmm. Copenhagen. And I, I don't know too much about it, so I don't want to like. It's just gonna go be like, how, tell me everything. Um, but like, yeah, apparently they like they still use like the trash service at the of like the city, and they like sort of use like certain services. But I think they like somehow pay for it, and I'm not I'm not too positive. But I thought, yeah, I don't know. There's something interesting. You definitely might want to yeah. look into that. I think I've heard about that, actually. Isn't that where there's, like, a ton of art? Like, yeah. there's art just on all the buildings? graffiti everywhere. Yeah. You can just buy drugs. You can buy, like, you know, because there's no, like, no laws on drugs or really anything there. Mm. And I think, um, like, the city, like, the Copenhagen government, wherever, Denmark, I think? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're kind of, like, just kind of, like, they kind of, like, don't want them to be doing this stuff. But, okay, here it is. So, Freetown Christian, Christiana? Christiania? Huh. Christian, I don't know. But... Those kooky Danish. Creation of a squatted military area. Its cannabis trade was tolerated by authorities um, until 2004. And also for uh, anyone listening, our uh, fourth member here that's been in the background just handed... Uh, uh, one of our guys, uh, a phone with all the info pulled up, and I like that. Like, that's kind of a cool feature. It seems kind of Joe Rogan esque. Yeah, yeah. Totally thanks, like thanks Jamie. Move. Yeah, hey, Jamie, pull this up for me. Yeah. Sometimes Joe Rogan, like, seems almost kind of mean about it. It's like, Jamie, look that up. No, 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 that's not fucking it. <laughs> Sometimes Jamie's just, like, clicking around, and Joe's just like, no, click on that tab. No, God, Jamie, yeah. click that tab right there. <laughs> it's like, See, that's the thing. If I was somebody's internet bitch like that, I would definitely mess with them too. Just be like, this one. Internet bitch. Yeah. I should uh, put like a job posting on Indeed. It's free to post on Indeed. And I kind of want to post something just internet bitch. You don't get paid, but you get to hang out and look up shit. You get to be a star. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, in that case, thank you so much for uh, listening. This has been Epsilon Reporting. Uh, thank you, guy, other guy. Well, thank you. Good night and good luck.